Hi, y'all. What is up? My name is Peter Shrupp. I'm your host. Welcome to Direct Support. I got a really great episode for y'all today. Um, I got a good friend. I, I'm also realizing, I'm just looking around, and it's amazing how little I accounted for um, the changes that have happened in my life because of this show. I know, um, you know, not to be selfish, but like I'm looking at a book that I got because one artist on the show told me to get it. I'm looking at a planner that I purchased for a recent episode with a friend of mine who I had on the show. Um, Like all sorts of stuff around me and just like general habits are things that I've gleaned from talking to these people. And so I guess the lesson in there is just, you know, reach out to people who, who you admire. Maybe you can get something out of it and, uh, and it might be more subtle than you realize. Cause yeah, there's even things in like how I work day to day that I just hadn't considered being such a, such a profound effect from this show. So I appreciate y'all for listening. Um, whenever you do, my guest today is Josh Hogan. Um, Josh was in the Mowgli's. He's now in a band called modern original with the drummer from the Mowgli's Andy by the way, is an alumnus of this show. You can go back and find Andy Warren's episode um, that we put out very early, one of the first few episodes. Uh, they're spinning off, doing their own thing. We talk a whole bunch about the whole course that led them to where they are. And of course, they have a brand new single that just came out. It's their first song and it's already crushing. Modern Original is out here with the song Turn It Around that as of now has 50,000 plays. And I'm just looking at Spotify right now. So that's rad, dude. What a what a freaking outcome right away. It's, that fires me up. I'm stoked for him. And it's a good song, which you will all hear in just a bit. But we got to do the housekeeping, don't we? Um, all right. Listen up. If you want to help out, head to Banzoogle and uh, use promo code direct support for 15% off of any subscription. Banzoogle is a, a website design company that makes uh, it makes websites for musicians. Everybody who works there is a musician, so they really get it. But it's you know super specific um, in the music world. So you know think Squarespace more specific, and you got yourself Banzoogle. And right once again, promo code direct support will get you fifteen percent off. Um, also, take just a couple seconds, whatever app you're on, if it has a rating system. So if that's Apple Podcast, go ahead and hit us with a five star rating. If you got ten more seconds, write us a review. Um, any nice words, you know, it'll it'll be a a, a non-memorable moment for you, but it'll absolutely help us. It'll uh, work wonders over here at the podcast. and It'll help me keep, keep making the show. Um, head to direct support pod on Instagram. If you would like to send me a DM, uh, request any guests that you'd like me to reach out to and to just stay up to date with what we're doing and see all the social clips and whatnot. We got some, you know, fun little bits that we show the video for, cause obviously this is an audio only format and uh, I think that's it. I, I appreciate you for being here. Um, I'm actually uh, wrapped up with episodes for like a little while. I don't think we'll be recording any new ones um, for just a little bit because I'm looking forward and it's like we got just weeks and weeks of so many fun people plus some Arms Akimbo stuff that I hint at in the episode coming up that I won't announce, but I really want to because, you know, I know you guys are the, the first ones to check this stuff out. So uh, let's get started, shall we? Thanks so much, Josh, for being here. Um, we did end up going on that hiking date that I invite myself to, by the way. So in case you were wondering, there's your answer. All right. Very stoked to announce this. Here's Turn It Around by Modern Original. Enjoy.
Okay. I'm showing signal over here. <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're golden. You're golden. It it has to it has to crash in some way or else we're not doing it right. Exactly. Also, I haven't zoomed in a while, so I was like, how do you do this again? <laughs> <laughs> Look at us being nostalgic for a thing we just started doing a year ago. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I knew this would happen too. I was like saying that like back back in the day, you know. And I was like, pretty soon we're going to be looking back and being like, oh, I just want to chill on the couch again and like Zoom with my friends. <laughs> Dude, I had, um, I got really mad at myself because we have that song virtual where the chorus is all my friends are virtual, but nobody was in the mood to do anything musical at all. And like in April, we should have made a million t-shirts. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. that Yeah. <laughs> that t-shirt would have gone viral if that's a thing. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> dude have you checked out this merch store dude this merch store is going viral <laughs> <laughs> that's what we all want that's like what we oh all need, <laughs> need to happen <laughs> so bad i need my stupid storage shed to get really popular on the internet <laughs> exactly hi i love this it's so good to see your face i know you too even though we're probably what two miles away from each other right now probably less yeah <laughs> <laughs> No, you got to do. I'm it in on. East Hollywood. Yeah, I'm in Los Feliz. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm like basically in Los Feliz. Also, <laughs> they call it East Hollywood, but it's like just across Hollywood Boulevard is Los Feliz, I guess. Yeah, right. It's East Hollywood. One, uh, like until the Thai, until the Thai restaurants die down just a little bit. There's still plenty of Thai food. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so much Thai food. I love it. I know. Me too. How are you? I- I love this area. It's I'm so, I'm well, I've, uh, it's like, I've been on this like emotional roller coaster I'm sure, and I'm, sure. I'm on that last like hill down where you can see the end and you're like, Oh, thank God. Like my dad <laughs> or whatever, my friends that I came here with. And, um, it's, it's been very interesting. Um, I honestly like can't really complain too much because, I, I have it pretty good, you know, and uh-huh. I, you know, it's like, it could be definitely worse. That's a bit of like an outlook. I guess I try to have <laughs> all the time you're, you're um, because I know it could be worse. Oh, you know, so it, it, it uh, well, you like a nice. glove, but, um, <laughs> but I definitely know the feeling. There's definitely moments where like I would get a couple of random opportunities or random breaks where I was like, I know that the world is in crisis, but secretly for me, good things are happening this in this is time a win. that I feel guilty about. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. 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 I, I just like, uh, I felt like I couldn't really celebrate sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. And not, maybe not I couldn't, but I, I didn't want to, you know, it was so like, doing it. Yeah. especially over the summer, there were all, there were so many marches happening and I was like, I, know. I don't care about my band right now. <laughs> I need <laughs> I to like get out there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw you at that one. I forgot about that. I saw you guys. You guys were on the side. I was like, "Hi, bye. Gotta walk." <laughs> Hi, bye. See you later. I can't stop. This group is just like going. And yeah, we found an exit. Sometimes, yeah. you know, like um, I I often for a lot of the marches, I would just ride my bike, mm-hmm. and um, you know, signs on the bike, signs on my chest. I like that a lot. That's a good and one uh, yeah, yeah. Like you got to keep your hands free when you're biking. I guess. Yeah. I'm Plus, like I, one hand, like with one side. <laughs> uh, how do you, I'm trying to come up with one of those, um, those smush together words for activism and exercise. 
Exorcism. What? <laughs> it's just exorcism. <laughs> that didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't. It did. I couldn't even say the word. Like it's such a tongue twister. I couldn't even say it. Uh, a- active, active, active Mm. Mm. You did it. I didn't think that was going to happen today. (laughs) I like that. I like that. You you created a word. Yeah. It's quick. It's take to the web. (laughs) Take to the web. Yeah. Oh my God. If you can't cash in on anything you're doing, I liked what you sent me when I, when we were texting about, about getting this going and you just said something along the lines of doing music's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah like what are we thinking <laughs> why did we do this to ourselves it's cool it's like i've thought you know as an artist you go you you go through that you have those days where you're like should i just like go back to college or like <laughs> work at starbucks or something they get they at least get like health insurance <laughs> um oh, yeah I've yeah so so much i've i just i just oscillate between uh I, my, my, uh, my assumption is that it's based on the last song I wrote and whether or not I like it. Cause if I didn't, Ooh. if I don't like it, then I'm depressed for a couple of weeks until I, you know, and then nice. like, yeah. And then you, uh-huh. that's good. That like could, that could drive you to, <laughs> to like keep going, to keep working on music. That's um, true. it could, it could also just wreck you completely. <laughs> um, and Still here, so. you know, by those standards, I'm killing it right now because the last <laughs> song I wrote, like, granted, it was like a month ago. <laughs> At least, like, a song for myself speaking, yeah. um, for my band and everything. Um, I've uh, I've I've been doing a like a little bit of co-writing. I was gonna say yeah. a lot, but you know, that's kind of like a an embellishment or whatever. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> um, so I like one thing I wanted to talk to you about today was, was, I guess you know the Mowgli's broke up. Yeah, and uh, and that's a big deal, you know. And I'm yeah. still trying to like work that out, wrap my head around all that. You know, I think I think maybe all of us are. I know I know Andy and I are. Like Andy and I have been working together, um, and we we had all these songwriting sessions. We were Andy started writing with me a lot. And, um, we started doing zoom sessions, which was, it was cool. It was like something new and, uh, it was, it allowed us to work with people like a lot of people on the East coast and a couple of UK folks and, um, Toronto and stuff. And, and it was, it was really cool to be able to like spread your wings like that. And for me, zoom writing wasn't that weird actually i was like i might prefer this (laughs) i did a little bit of zoom writing with the gomez brothers and i was in san diego at home and they were in arizona and it was our it was both of our first sessions doing zoom writing and we and we finished a song every day maybe one day we didn't finish the song and it was like is this better (laughs) yeah what the hell exactly i don't know what it is exactly yeah i don't know but i i kind of felt Um, the same thing I think maybe it cuts out some of the like downtime of the session. Like a lot of times you might like, like take a break and go to lunch or order food. And like, um, the initial like hour of just chatting or whatever it might be, you know, (laughs) just getting to know each other. If you, if it's kind of a, a blind date style session. Um, but yeah, so we kind of had, we were having fun and we were writing a lot of songs and Mm -hmm. we, um, didn't really know, like, 
what we wanted to do. We, but we decided we were just going to start a new band and keep moving forward. And, um, and so we started this new band. We're calling it modern original. I've seen, I mean, we already called it that it's like too late to change it now. You already posted it. So yeah, yeah. That's, it's like, (laughs) it's on Twitter. Um, so modern original has been really, really fun. We, we, um, in, in some ways it's like, we already had this amazing team in place and um and i think like when the mowgli stepped back different people were on different pages and and almost everybody had something else going on you know and so um it felt good to like have that too yeah <laughs> you know totally and uh my cat's in the kitchen right now just like thrashing dishes it's crazy yeah. <laughs> um, so, you just so pretend it's not happening no you can you yeah can, i'm you- like <laughs> You can't hear that, right? <laughs> I actually can't. I couldn't until you brought it up. That's um, right. At some so, point, my yeah. roommates are going to yell, so it's fine. Okay, great, great. I was going to say, like, this, I had to close the windows because, like, this this street I live on, it gets wild. People live in the loudest fucking place. There's ho- that somebody parked in front of my neighbor, and so cops were just here. I can literally see Matt through the window right now. Uh- <laughs> yeah, there's typically a, a police chopper overhead, you I know. know circling yeah. somewhere nearby yeah well if not, listen, i'd love to just talk to you obviously chris left our band and it feels like something that yeah nice to talk to somebody about who's been through multiple layers of of <laughs> rotating cast members mm-hmm. <laughs> excuse me yeah yeah i mean it's uh it's it's a wild thing to go through like having mm-hmm. having a band in the first place and um and you know like all the it's yes it's very fun it's like there's so many amazing things about it but there's like this other side to the coin that people don't see and um especially on tour it's like man like when you meet a band it's like who knows what just happened to them like who knows like they just played and they like maybe they got in the biggest fight like in the green room about like something whatever stupid little thing and then they come out to meet you and and like you know maybe they're short with you or something yeah um that's that's kind of a weird example but you know it's like it's a great example i think i always think about spinal tap and how the more i've done this (laughs) this job the more true it is, which is really embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is embarrassing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so, yeah, what, what we were saying about like how crazy it is that we're even musicians in the first place, yeah. you know, it's, um, it's a, it's a wild little ride, you know, like those ups and downs when you're on top of the world versus like when you see someone post something on Instagram that sends you down into the depths of hell or whatever. And you're just like, like, how does that affect me so bad? So I know, much like right? what? Yeah. Um, you know, that dude Dayglo. Wild. Uh-huh. I played a show with him in Dallas and he was like the midnight local band that played while everybody was like buying our merch and stuff. And I was like, this is cool. And then, yeah. I was like just obsessing over his music and then I made the connection recently and I went back and found the tour, the show poster. I was like, Oh, that was that guy. Wow. (laughs) I love that. All right. I'm going to go to bed. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to die now. (laughs) I'm going to go die now. (laughs) Yeah. And like I was saying before that stuff in, in some ways, like not always, but in sometimes it really drives me to like Mm. push harder push further push deeper and um and you know and try to like 
really push myself as a writer, as an artist. And that stuff is, that's the magic, you know, that's yeah. like the, the good part of it. <laughs> well, okay. I think about this because when you have a career for a while, in some ways you establish yourself, but in other ways you become old news and people make an assumption mm-hmm. that they know everything about your band. They know everything about you. And there can be a feeling of like, there's nothing I could do that would, I don't know, revert me to relevance or like whatever, like relevance is even the thing you're like looking for. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so in a way I I would have to think that a bank, a blank slate for you and Andy to be doing the modern original stuff has to be exciting because you have the tools and the experience of being a band for a decade paired with like, you know, a new lease on it. Is that kind of a fair assessment? Yeah, I, I, yes, that's a great assessment. Um, <laughs> it's because, you know, we, like I was saying, we kind of have the, we have the team in place. Yeah. We have um, a large, a large, like at least section of the fan base from the Mowgli's that yeah. are, that are just like really excited and eager to hear what we all have to say next yeah. and, and to do. And, um, and I think that it'll be really cool whenever there's a time that like, you know, modern original is doing something. I've been working with Katie on a bunch of new music. I was really curious um, about that too. And yeah, and that's like really exciting. And and it's been so much fun. And I can't believe that we didn't work on more music together in in our time together. I kind it's just wild. But you know, it is what it is. And it's because um, you got other baggage. It's yeah, yeah. Being in a I don't yeah. know, being in one context for too long, it's like you just have other stuff you're dealing with, like. Yeah, of course, of course. Like, of course, you and your wife who are in the same band should have been writing together all the time. Exactly. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, we live together. We spend so much time together. And uh-huh. just a lot of that time, I think, was focusing on, like, our marriage and mm-hmm. instead of, like, our band stuff, you know, it's almost like when we would come home from tour, uh, we just want to, like, dive into our side stuff. Like I play soccer. We hike a lot. We love going to Malibu and just chilling and, um, at the beach and stuff, you know, it's like, we love our dogs. We, we put a, you know, a lot of our energy into that stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, in those times, like I was writing music mostly with Colin and Mm -hmm. so like, and, um, our producer Rob also, and like sometimes random other people No, Elmore. Okay. Love Schnaff though. Yeah, me too. Love so much love for that guy. Uh, <laughs> we got to work with him once. Like we did a cover uh, for like Record Store Day, and oh, nice. um, we cover? did this little split with. Um, we covered uh, Hall and Oates. Um, oh my god, it's so stupid. I can't think of the title of the song. Um, Dreams Come True, I think is what it's called. Okay, something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm killing that's, it. That's the title. So, of the, song. <laughs> yeah, totally. the you make my dreams come true one, you know? Yeah. Um, and so we did that one. We, we made that record with Rob Schnaff and yeah. it was just such a fun experience. And then almost from then on, like we did like several EPs in the room right next door to Rob's. Right, so at King like size. at King size, great not, place to work. I interned there. 
Oh, nice. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it was really I fun. love that so much. It was really fun for a while. And then it started being like, hey, we just need somebody to be here to close the studio whenever they decide to leave. And I was like, I yeah. can't keep staying yeah. until three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because whenever they decide to leave yeah. doesn't mean anything, actually. Not <laughs> at all. <laughs> You might as well just leave it unlocked and just let people, you know, like enter exactly. the next morning. Because the key's under the mat. Just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, sorry. Uh, we worked with uh, Brian Rosemeyer. Rob was my boss there. Uh, we worked with Brian Rosemeyer, who was his assistant for the longest time. Okay. And and then uh, Schnapp just came in and just like drank during our session, like in the room. And it was so fun because I... He's made like my favorite records and I look up to the dude like crazy and used to do his dishes and stuff. And then, right. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then, um, and he would literally, he sat there. He's like, which one of you guys used to work here? And I was like, me. And he's like, I don't remember you. And I'm like, totally. And oh, then, <laughs> burn. And then I was like, I was like, I was hummus guy. He's like, I don't remember. Yeah. He's like, okay. Yeah. Cool. I kind of remember that time period. And then he was like, <laughs> um, but it was great. Cause it was on this last EP that oh we put gosh. out and he just sat there. And it was funny because he's like, what are you guys doing? Like, why is he doing another vocal take? Like, you just had like three in a row that were great. Like, and and he was like, sorry, I'll shut up now. And I was like, don't shut up. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll listen to no, anything say you more. say. You're right. <laughs> say more stuff. Produce this record. <laughs> say more just, stuff. Just hang out here and produce this record. Why not? <laughs> yeah. You know? And we'll just pay the other guy. <laughs> we'll just pay the other guy his rate and not you because right. there's no way we could afford that. <laughs> he's, he's someone that's, you know, always been on – kind of in the back of my mind as far as someone I would love to work with in the future. Um, But with, with modern original um, Andy and I, we just kind of like had, I've said it a hundred times, we had the team in place. (laughs) So we had the managers, the label, we had like the producer, the mixing um, engineer and the mastering engineer, like the, the, the production team is kind of a team yeah. uh, who did the last Mowgli's EP, right. Busy on a Tightrope. Yeah. And um, we just like, we loved that process so much. It was, it was very fun and experimental. It was like, we did pre-production. Remember that? Yeah. Like where you get in the room with the producer and they're like, no, the kit goes here. No, it goes here. <laughs> and it just felt, you know, it's like, that's how I'm used to making, making records. And, yeah. and it felt, it felt really cool to sort of, uh, go back to the roots a little bit while maintaining this kind of like modern sound of some, some kind, you know, people say that I just hear other people say that. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. So like, we just went with that, you know what I'm saying? And um, you like cut like the first three years out of being a band by just being like, Mm -hmm. we already got our guys, you know? Oh, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Like the, it's funny, like part of those years too. We, we had, um, it's a little backwards in some sense. Like we had that all in place, like mm-hmm. before we even had the the music recorded. And, and so we like, we made the EP and then we created like an Instagram. We didn't even have a name for the band, <laughs> the whole, like the whole recording process. It was just inside jokes with us and our producer, Alex, just talking about like, what dumb crap could be the band name it was like the the list of band names is so long in my phone and oh now yeah, i hate those and oh yeah and um now i 
have this dope list of like song ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to turn them all into songs for right. most of them. Yeah. I went back and looked yeah. at an old band name list that I had to put together one week. Cause I had like a week to figure out the name of the project. And, and I looked Oof. at it and I was like, I looked at it recently. I was like, these are literally all garbage, trash, terrible. Like, and I bet you there's two good ones. They're probably taken, you know? Uh, yeah, exactly. That's the worst part is like, you come up with one that you're stoked on mm-hmm. and it's taken by one person that has one monthly listener and <laughs> yeah. one song and they released it in 2013, but you still can't use the name. No, they still you just can't because they'll, they they'll the still see your ass. Yeah. <laughs> they have all the socials. So you it's can't even get it. You have to put the word band or music at the end of your yep. link. It's dumb. It's so dumb. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. Yeah. So, um, that was that was the journey you know like finding the band name while we were making the record it was really fun actually yeah but i'm excited i'm gonna try and drop this episode around when you guys drop the first single because i'm really excited to hear it great i'm i'm like so excited to share it it's uh i can't say it's like that much different than anything i've done in my whole life really (laughs) Um, (laughs) but i think that uh this time we you know when we worked with alex and this guy keith before we we um had like the it was the Mowgli's we had we had this like career it was something like our seventh record to be made or something you know with them and and so there's kind of this like a lot in place you know Mm -hmm. and the songwriting was all kind of there and everything whatever um but this time we were just we were like not afraid to just get weird and like what if we used the like I love this guy Keith Armstrong we use his studio and he um, he lives in like Burbank kind of mm-hmm. North Hollywood zone. And he, uh, so it's really close. And like, he's just such a great guy. He's got, he's got some amazing gear and he's always, almost every time I go there, he's got something new to show me. And he's just like, look at this weird pedal. Like it's, it's like, you know, you put your hand on it and it like makes a weird sound, you know, like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just the weirdest stuff I've never seen in my life. And I'm like, that exists. What the hell? <laughs> um so that that, that part of it i love having a gearhead in the room i hate i would hate to be the gearhead i would hate to be the guy responsible for blowing minds but like having somebody else who's just there to be like i love this stuff i'm just gonna pay for this stuff <laughs> i'm gonna mm-hmm. buy these dumb synths and stuff. he's yeah. got this whole synth world that like just it looks like a computer from the 70s to me i don't know like what it yeah. is to be honest i know that like it's like a bunch of synth modules yeah is it one of those, um, the ones you pass? Oh yeah, like the patches, and then there's like it all goes to this one little like MIDI controller, and some of the coolest sounds though. I mean, we yeah. we were we were really taking some inspiration from the Flaming Lips on one of the songs, and wow. we were just messing around with those synth modules, and it was it was the coolest thing to be well, honest. As um, soon as you guys dropped the the name and the Hey We Exist band thing, it like. Yeah. Uh, it reminded me how much of an imprint you had. I mean, in a in a band that of five to nine people, I don't even know what to describe the Mowgli's mm-hmm. uh, size wise. <laughs> um, family. Yeah, yeah. We're into right. cult stuff right now, so we're gonna call it a family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, it just reminded me how much of an imprint your visual take on it always had on that band because you look at the new modern original stuff and you're like oh that you know that could have been Mowgli's vibes right like that's 
fully, always, yeah, yeah. Always found a way to cut through, and especially you being in charge, you know, because you told me you were doing like early graphic design and all that stuff, right? For for all, yeah, yeah. Um, so that made me. I started very- doing that towards the end, like at the end of the band. Oh, okay. Um, maybe like over the last like, well, I don't know, maybe the last like three years of the Mowgli's, I was, yeah, I was designing like you know the the single arts and like the tour posters uh-huh. when I could and things like that. And that was really fun. That kind of like, it was a nice artistic escape from music, mm-hmm. you know, um, if that makes sense. It's just like, totally. I, I've got like all these wheels turning in my head and like, yeah. I can't always just sit down and write music, you know, it's like, I got to change it up. <laughs> yeah, totally. So doing, doing graphic design really helped with that. And to be really honest, like I learned everything I know just from like YouTube it's out <laughs> and there like and just getting in there just like trying things and you're like yeah. nope that's that's not it like delete yep. <laughs> um that's kind of how i've always been that's how i learned how to play guitar and that's how i learned how to use garage band and then logic and it's wild how many how many like really effective uh like video tutorials there are <laughs> why is it all free like, you can, i don't get how i know yeah yeah i'm not I mean, good question. I'm not going to like go raising hell over that, but <laughs> me neither. I'm just blown away the amount of stuff that I've learned or like get access to. Mm-hmm. I'm like the layer between this and like paying for some book or, or like a monthly subscription to masterclass is psychotic to me. Cause it's all on YouTube guys. What have we yeah. done? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like, um, if you, if you work in, in logic, for instance, yeah. um, you can, you can kind of like, I don't know. It's like, if you know, almost any software, you could, you could probably figure out other software. Yeah. <laughs> if you kind of know your way around that kind of stuff. Uh, and for me, it was like figuring out, tinkering around in GarageBand. I didn't know it at the time, but that was just like intro to logic pro. Yeah. <laughs> it's like totally whenever I upgraded, it's, it's just a little more in depth, you know, a lot more loops and things and, and different things you can do, but pretty cool yeah i i uh i always i always like held the guy in the in the swivel chair in such high regard i didn't realize that you could just be the guy if you just decide yeah. the chair and try it you know it's like a exactly weird, it's like a weird like like opaque veil <laughs> between you know because you're like no i'm the guy totally. who writes the song and plays the guitar how could i be the guy at the desk too that doesn't make any sense <laughs> different job and yeah and you see that more and more now i i think it's really cool that like there's more young producers than ever, you know, it's, it's really awesome to see. Cause I mean, not to totally age myself, but when I was a kid, like you didn't just like open your laptop and make a dope track that day. Like you yeah. had to go like work with some other guy who was <laughs> at the swivelly chair, you know, yeah. <laughs> and it costs a lot of money too. <laughs> totally. And, and so it's cool. It's really cool that we're in this, like, in this place we are with all the tech and with all the amazing recording software and plugins and all that that's out there. It's really, really sick. So for me, my whole trick is like every time I worked with a producer with the Mowgli's, I was sitting right next to them, not always asking a ton of questions, but but like definitely watching, watching what plugins they're using, watching like how they EQ things. And then like whenever it went from watching to actually understanding what they're doing, it's like, cool. I, I feel like I could do this too. 
Yeah. I could be the swivelly chair guy. <laughs> I know. But then, yeah, it's a whole different can of worms. I still get nervous. I still go like, I trust somebody else to mix it. But now I'm confident enough to track. You know what I mean? Like it's steps, totally. you know, for sure. And like, yeah. I'll be confident enough to demo, but there's no way I would let the world hear this, you know? Um, Absolutely. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And we're just, you know, we're our own worst critic yeah. when i play my demos to some people they're like oh this sounds great and i'm like this is terrible what yeah, do you mean totally. <laughs> well, okay That's well let, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna bring it back to you so so because we did touch on this a little bit but like how are you grappling with things Let, not let's not say in its entirety but maybe today how, grappling with you know a band being done that has been a big part of your identity i've definitely had a lot of turmoil over um you know, for instance, like really feeling like we had crazy momentum going into 2020 and then feeling like all of that mm-hmm. evaporated. And it's like, are we all starting over? Like some people, yeah. some people are out here doing better than ever, you know, that kind of exactly. It's know. a tough feeling to, um, to feel, you know, like you're knocked down to square one and then you're like, well, let's keep doing this. You know, it like feels crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but for me, it's, you know, it's like, uh, I've realized that I'm not going to anytime soon, I'm not going to do anything else. I'm not going to like, what else would I do? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I'm at least fortunate enough to, um, to have like a publisher that Mm -hmm. I can just send songs to. And, you know, maybe, um, they, they, they send it to their artists. They send it to their, there's like a always artists in need of songs. And, um, it's just all about finding that connection and, Um, so I'm just going to keep, keep cruising, you know, yeah. and it, it has been a whirlwind. It's been like, wow. Okay. Well, I put a bunch of work into that yeah. and like sacrificed like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's just my own shit. That's my insecurities and all that. Totally. Uh, and I recognize that. And, um, so I just feel, I feel very lucky. You know, the Mowgli's have, uh, we had a wild ride. And, and I'm not even saying that it's completely over, but, but who knows? I, I know that right now I'm, I'm just moving forward. I'm working with Andy. Who's like a very positive coworker for me. Um, he, he, like, we lift each other up. We work together in this really positive way. That's not like ego-y or you know yeah. rude or anything like that. i don't it's you know so it's funny. like it's, we're just we have this good way of working together it sounds so much like how me and matt are operating these days because awesome because i think there's there there's something to the singer and the drummer because you have like complementary skill sets yes you know what I'm saying? Yeah. like like uh-huh. there's no space that you need to carve out for the other guy it's like let him do the thing if he's going to be programming drums or if he's going to be playing them and then when he comes in and gives me advice i mean this is kind of work like uh when he comes in and i don't know but he, we have like a good foundation and then what has been happening is like colin will come in and be like really specific about one thing and that's all mm-hmm. that's like cool great thank you you it was like it's always like a finishing touch but it really feels like me and matt nice. can kind of make this foundation together in the same way that's so great you know? yeah that's really great um andy started <clears throat> excuse me andy started uh really contributing lyrically mm. to the songwriting and i think like maybe before he was just a little bit like shy about it. And, and he, um, he wasn't at a ton of sessions and I guess there was a time where everyone in the Mowgli's were sent out into sessions and to different teams of two or something. And, uh, Colin and I really were working 
really well together. Mm-hmm. So we, that was kind of my team typically was Colin and like a producer. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but so whenever Andy and I got together, start like, he's just kind of like word vomiting all these lyrics and I'm like, Oh, I can work with this. Like awesome. sometimes I'm at a loss for words. You know, if I don't, yeah. if I don't have that like peak thing I'm trying to say, yeah. I have no idea what's going to happen before. And at this point, I'm just kind of like grabbing words out of the sky or something. Yeah. I mean, it just it also helps. <laughs> it helps to have somebody else's toolkit, right? Cause so often you'll be like, you'll go back to the same well that you always pull from. Yes. I totally. always do that. I go back to the same well with melodies. I go back to the same handful mm-hmm. of, of, of ideas and thoughts and relationship tropes and stuff. And right, so, right, right. Like, that's been the thing is like, I think Matt has always wanted to be more involved with the lyrics and I don't think it was necessarily shyness, but I think we might've boxed him out, you know? Yeah. And so when I started I, that too, earlier, same thing for Andy. Yeah. We boxed that fool out, dude. Sorry, yeah. Andy. <laughs> it's, it's true though. Cause if you go like, I got this, this is my thing. You do your thing. I'll bring it to you. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. But what you don't realize is like, if you include them earlier, they have a lot to contribute, you know, he, and, uh, mm-hmm. and we had, um, I'm very excited. I don't know who to, okay. This is a whole different thing. I'm like, just talk to you about this really quickly. Yeah, let's go. I had a fucking breakthrough. Like we've been like working on this new record. And uh, so basically like our premise initially was like, we were going to like drop, we're going to drop every song as a single. And then the next thing we add is like, we're going to chunk it into three genres. So it'll go like folk and then pop and then rock. And then we added our buddy who's the director to shoot like one minute long videos for every song. Cause who watches full music videos? So we could just do it one minute things and you only have to have like one good idea and then the new thing that we just cracked (laughs) is uh it also yeah who's got time for that right and then uh and then the new thing that we just cracked last week was we're gonna like pretend we're not a band anymore we're gonna say we're quitting music and we're starting a tv show and we're gonna call it a tv show and like the name of the album is the name of the show and it'll be on like arms akimbo network and stuff and we're going like this is really cool we're going full concept with it and like there's like a storyline and we're going to be joking around because we wanted a way to like post on the internet that doesn't just say like, hey, listen to my song. It's like, yeah. hey, guys, we're trying to get our pilot picked up. Like, definitely, please, like, watch the pilot so our Nielsen rating goes up for television. Like, stupid yeah. shit like that. And there's so much <laughs> visual stuff we can do that's like TV Guide says, like, the song will come out at like 9 p.m., you know, Eastern, that kind of stuff, right? I love this, dude. I, I think this is a really cool concept. Like a nice vision you know yeah. so fully visualized like overarching vision and i feel like i'm just like i really want to talk to a professional who actually knows what the fuck they're doing to try and make <laughs> this make sense because if not it's just yeah. gonna be our dumb idea you know <laughs> that like nobody's gonna hear about or whatever and i'm like okay i know a lot of people like i've been doing this long enough i'm like i don't even know who to start with <laughs> you know I mean? right so i've just been like basically like this like just pitching it to friends and being like do you think this is stupid and everybody's like no this is really cool actually you know i don't think this is stupid i think this is a a really cool idea actually i i was thinking about modern original i was like moving forward should should we just like i kind of always had this vision of putting out eps instead of full-length records you could just put them out more frequently totally instead of let's say a record a year, you could do two or three EPs in that year. And maybe it's the same amount of songs, but um, you're kind of like on the radar a little more. And and now it's like, we know that because everybody gets those Spotify emails that says like when the new music comes out by bands they listen to. Uh Um, So I was thinking for Modern Original, like it could be cool to um, 
dive into like a concept every time you do an EP like that. Like I love your TV idea. It's like uh-huh. our first one is like we're art, art speaking, artistically speaking. I mean, as far as the album art and everything goes, we're we're kind of leaning into this like very colorful smiley face like 90s kid thing you know okay. and, and it's like Great. that's like what i was you know <laughs> and yeah, so yeah. it's true it's true to me it's not like um i'm not just like randomly doing that but it's like if we could dive into that like aesthetic for videos and for like outfits for photo shoots things yes. like that it could be really cool and then like maybe next ep it's like something else 80. and i don't know what else right now but it's like what if every ep is like a, a like an art project kind yes of, exactly you know? that's ex- yeah we're on the same path because and what i love about your 90s thing is that it's it's, it's so sad to say this but gen z has essentially co-opted it the retroness of exactly i've noticed that too and it's like it's i i hope that I, I'm, I hope that it doesn't come <laughs> off as just like total bullshit that's just trending right now or something but it's it's true to me you know i've got photos to prove Mm -hmm. it (laughs) (laughs) i really do that's that's i mean that's your billboard article when they talk to Mm -hmm. you is like no no this is based in real life don't worry (laughs) i was thinking like um i have this one hilarious photo where my dad i guess was like cleaning the blinds and he had them outside and they were hanging on the fence we're talking those like shitty metal blinds, like yeah. from the eighties, you know? Uh-huh. And, um, and I have this photo of me looking through the blinds, but it's just fence right there. And I have like this shitty blonde, like bowl cut. <laughs> and it's like in little ponytails everywhere. <laughs> and I'm just like looking through, it's like, what? That's I can't wait great... to find that. That's going to be some modern original art. That's a great piece of artwork you guys yeah i love that exactly that's awesome little things like that and i know that andy's got some of those like yeah 90s andy i mean yeah, come on 90s andy's actually i feel like all over his instagram already so if you guys incorporate it into the band, <laughs> exactly right <laughs> it won't be hard to dig for it when you're like i need assets. And, <laughs> right and um at least for now it's like we're doing this very colorful like not necessarily tie-dye but kind of rainbowy like mm-hmm. color theme for our ep and Andy's got that old tie-dye Mowgli's drummer kit, drum kit. And oh, right. he's, we've been talking about that and he's like, oh, I'm so bummed. I won't be able to play this drum kit in the new band. <laughs> and then the other day I was like, you have dude, to. you can play the, you kind of have to now. Yeah, we just have, have to get a choice. new head on the, on a new bass drum head. And then like, you know, get the modern original logo or whatever. Yeah, just put, <laughs> a word, just put the word not in front of the Mowgli's. And you're exactly. <laughs> It'd be so funny if like we just covered it with like a t-shirt every night or something <laughs> like you see bands do when they like yeah. all use the same <laughs> kit. <laughs> you killed me. I choked on my LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it'd be funny if you, you know what you should do. It says, uh, it says Mugly's and you should just uh, put a t-shirt that says Dern original over the rest yeah. of it. Uh, just <laughs> the MO is still there. It's like a new font. <laughs> yeah, totally. Wow. Yeah. So it's doable. So Andy doesn't have to go and, you know, buy like a $10,000 drum kit or whatever, however much those things cost. Yeah, I know. Right. I have no fucking idea. (laughs) They're crazy. No, it's, um, 
I think that's a good point. And also just resourcefulness, just like working with what you got too, especially mm-hmm. now, man, who, wh- nobody's got the money right now to, you know, to be spent yeah. on some, some crazy other thing. Like, I don't know. I think it's, it's I think it's true. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just, we're like guerrilla style doing this whole concept. And, and I got my friend who actually does TV PR for Fox. And I just called her and I was like, tell me what it would look like if we were actually to roll out a TV show. And she was like, she broke down what the press cycle is of a show. And I was nice. Like, wow. I was like, I don't even think I'm going to get a music PR person. I'm just going to use your advice. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's amazing. Inform- like that's really good information to have. I know. Like people pay for that information and I know. for free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she literally goes, I'm so excited about this idea. Okay. I'm going to drink a bottle of wine and come up with some thoughts. And then she just like <laughs> texted me, texted me. She's like, I'm writing you a fake draft of a press release right now <laughs> perfect this is, oh, this is really cool <laughs> i really like your idea very much thank you thank you i'm really excited about it um but now i just need to, i i just need to um what's the word finish recording the fucking album um <laughs> right right i just need to what's the word do it <laughs> i just need to uh make the music that the tv show is supposed to exist <laughs> yeah. um, it's like half the job right there i know um <laughs> Okay, so I'm curious if, um, just to get granular, do you have any habits, any uh, anything that you do to carve out space, whether that's like a daily routine or is it or anything that you do to like prep yourself for songwriting to give you that time? Because because I think part of the mm-hmm. thing about our job that is tough is the boundarylessness of it and how every yeah. day could be Friday night if you let it, but also uh, yeah every day you're working if you let it right so. Yeah. And every day, yeah, every day could be the day that you came up with that like dope idea on a dog walk or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. totally. And you're um, like scrambling yeah. to find your voice memos. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I don't have my phone. I have to just hum this to myself for the next like hour or whatever yeah. until I get back. <laughs> I mean, hour, that's like a long dog walk, but you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> I wasn't going to um, knock you. I was like, you're a good man. Yeah. <laughs> I've it's I mentioned dog walking because like when I first moved to LA um I worked in this like indoor dog park doggy daycare nice. and then I kind of like shadily on the side st- built a, cl- a like a client list of dog walking people because we didn't dog walk at this place so uh-huh. then I eventually had like a handful of dog walking clients and I started a dog walking business and um with my ex and she still runs the business. It's still like a thing. Yeah. And, um, but it was such a, it was like a, probably a two or three year period of my life where like, that was my, that was my, my job every day. And, but I had like a window in the middle, like it's like dogs in the morning, couple hours, dogs in the evening, and then they all go home, you know? Dude, and, you, um, this is and so similar <laughs> to my life, by the way, cause that's really, I'm currently in a state where I, my day job is is mommy and me music classes. Like I sing to babies, and it's love that. It's great because I was just trying to find a job where I work less hours. So I mean, I have to sing Wheels in the Bus and Baby Shark like an insane amount. It sucks, but that's it's, okay. It's really cool That's-to be like these kids' favorite dude and just sing for forty five minutes at work, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! And, and so I have bosses, but more and more people just hear about me and send me a DM on Instagram, like a DM from like uh-huh. moms being like, "Hey, I hear you're the guy." who walks or who sorry not walks yeah babies, walks babies sings uh, no, to babies sings the babies in larchmont and then like <laughs> and but it's the same deal because babies have nap time 
and I write uh-huh. or I do this podcast from like 12 to 3 and then I go back and sing to like one more group of babies and then I come back. It's very similar. So you're going to sing to babies again today? No, today's Friday. I don't work on Fridays because I work on weekends. Oh, so I had sick. to carve out one one day for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but so yeah, I mean, I, yesterday I did. Yeah, like so. I back in those times, like I wrote a lot of music. I would come up with a line or a melody like mm-hmm. on so many dog walks and I would voice note it. And it's usually just going, man, nah, 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 you know, just like no words really yeah. sometimes or whatever, just a melody. Um, but yeah. And so then that couple hours, much like you have, you know, I would sit and I would have dogs with me and they'd be sleeping and I would just sit on my couch with my acoustic and like write some songs. And, um, and I, I like formed this, this band, pan america and that that um was like early days of the mowgli time i guess it was just before the mowgli's formed cool but for a while i was in pan america and the mowgli's at the same time and um to the point where like mowgli's members were pan america members also it was like we always played together and cool um you know that was a different time but i wrote so many dog walking songs and (laughs) And uh, what's my point? I don't remember. Oh well, I asked you if you had it. I asked if you had any habits or anything that you do to carve out songwriting. You started yes. talking about dog walking, but we're not going to knock you for that. I'm um, such a tangent. I'm a. I'm. I'm like so bad at. I missed this about you. I forgot this. You always do that. You, can, you take me somewhere, then you go. What was my point? I forgot. <laughs> love it. I love it. So yeah, I think um, one of my one of my routine one of my routines is hiking Griffith park. I just live right mm-hmm. under at like kind of at the bottom of the hill here. And, um, without Griffith park, I don't know if I'd live here anymore, to be honest. It's like, oh, wow. it's such an escape. Yeah. I go up there and you are out of the city. You're in this like campy place. There's a, there's a thing called Ferndale where it's like, you're in like a swamp. You're kind of walking yeah. through this like rainforesty area. And then you get out of that and you're in this like summer camp looking place. And then you hike and there's like the observatory and, you know, and it's just a bunch of people around who are like also taking care of themselves. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's like huffing and puffing, like, yeah, this sucks, but I'm doing this for my heart or something, yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, so music, I mean, exercise helps to like chill out my anxiety. And yeah. then that helps me to go into a session or a Zoom call or anything, you know, just like with a little bit less like, yeah. like my inside spinning, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it like, um, ex- yeah, I don't know. I grew up like playing soccer as a kid. And I think now my body kind of like, requires that it's like it like wants it you know it asks me it's like please get off your ass (laughs) (laughs) and um and so exercise is like a big and i'm not like i'm not like a crazy i don't i don't go to the gym or anything i'm talking about going on a hike for like 45 minutes but you're a fit man you look and well i try i i it's all just so that i can play soccer because soccer is like my favorite thing in the world to do love that um and and so whenever I can, I play soccer with a, a group of friends that I've been hanging with for something like seven years now. <laughs> and I would play in between tours. And um, 
And then, you know, in 2020, we just a small group of us like formed a few games that were like social distance friendly, just so we could, we could maintain a little something without, you know, without like playing a full on game and slobbering on each other and stuff. And kill, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. So exercise is exercise. It's all about just like chilling out the anxiety a little bit. Yeah. And then, and then I can just like move forward into my day, whether it's writing or like a photo shoot or anything, you know? Yeah, totally. I think that's the biggest one. Um, also, for songwriting it's like so important like you were saying before just like it's it's almost like every day you're just you're kind of in it you don't really get a break from it and and you a little bit have to be that way because if you if you show up to a session with like a list of ideas you know like then you're gonna get something done but if you show up with nothing it might be a weird first couple hours yeah unless like someone else hasn't has something going on you know um But yeah, so for me, it's all about being a little prepared, uh, whether that's like mentally or physically. <laughs> I think it's a little above for me, yeah, yeah. to be honest. And do, um, yeah. Do you have anything specific to distinguish what you feel like is a song for you versus what you feel like is a song that you could give to your publisher mm. for a different artist? Hmm. Besides it's, just feel, because I'm sure a lot yeah, of Yeah, I was going to say, I wish... I wish that I had a word for it, for it or a way to explain it, but it's that it's, it's just, just kind that. of like, there's, there's songs that I'm just like, Ooh, this is like, this song lives inside my heart too, too deeply for me yeah. to like hand away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, I'm sure that a lot of writers who have artist projects and are co-writing, yeah. I'm sure that's a common thing. Totally. You know, totally. I, I've talked to so many writers that, are in bands and they're just like, Oh, I wish I could just songwrite and just be in one place. And that could be my job. But then I get the great song and I want to keep it for my own band. And it's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. that's the, that's the thing. That, yeah. That's the thing that you're always going to be back and forth between. Um, God, I, d- I haven't looked at my notes yet. Let's see if I have any good questions. Hey, we should go. I want to go hike with you. Do great. Oh yeah. Let's do Let's that. Do it. I would love Let's that. do it like next week. I'm down, babies. <laughs> Ooh, I love that, dude. Next, next Friday. Look at that. I keep it carved. If you're down. Next Friday? I'm. Yeah. Uh, wait, I think I am down. Sweet. Let me just triple check that. I am down next Friday. Sick. I'm going to put it in and I'll text you later. Okay. Uh, Brilliant. Uh, one, one latest thing that's happened. Uh, Moonlight Roller Rink. Rollerway, I think it might be yeah. called. They open back up and they're like, you can buy tickets on their website. So Katie and I have gone up to the roller rink a few times it's the one and yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and we've been going on Tuesdays, which we realized is like, they do like a beginner class and then they have the session. So it's kind of crowded and there's all these people who can't skate. And I was like, I just thought everyone just can't skate. Yeah. But then I realized that's Tuesday. Uh, so we got to find a new night, but the good thing about Tuesday is that, um, oh man, I I'm so bad at names, but, uh, you know, the guy in, um, Talladega nights with Will Ferrell, John C. Riley. Yeah. So John C. Riley goes to the skating rink on Tuesday nights <laughs> by himself. 
and he just like mobs around and just weaves people and like throughout the night he's like takes off a layer and like he's got this hat on and like oh it's so sick dude and so like that's the best story that's the thing it's like i can't decide whether i want to skip tuesdays because it's too crowded or just keep going because john c Riley. totally i mean i that's a free show is what you're telling me that's a free traditional show that you get to see (laughs) and um I saw him like accidentally take out a kid, like a 12 year old boy. And the guy was like, he just stopped and like picked him up. And he was like, dude, what are you doing? Come on. The kid, well, the kid like ran into John C. Riley, and then, but John C. Riley's like huge. Yeah. He's like a tall man, especially <laughs> with um, roller skates. That's like four more inches yeah, or something. That's, that's, yeah, that's a good handful of inches right there. <laughs> yeah. So, holy shit. Um, that's so incredible. I, after, after a couple of those sessions, I got my own skates and Katie's got her own skates. And so that's, <laughs> that's just like a, a new, you know, exciting, like form of exercise. That's we can go and date night you guys get to do together. Exactly. We, yeah. we've gone to Venice boardwalk a couple of times and, uh-huh. um, but it, I have to say it's like kind of the most fun in the skating rink. Cause you got the, the, like. 80s funk songs and like the yeah Yeah. it's like all the stuff it's It's like a controlled environment there's no gawking everybody's on skates yeah (laughs) and there's always someone in like sequins or like you know like some awesome outfit yeah it's really cool it's like skating rink culture is so cool and when i was a kid i went to the skating rink all the time in oklahoma Uh city so which is now a church which is kind of sad but it's I'm sure they'll figure it out. That sounded like Oklahoma <laughs> City, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What yeah. do we put here? It's a big building. Put a church there. <laughs> yeah. It's like same building. Just it's a church now. <laughs> I'm like, no. That was a uh, fun skate. It was called. <laughs> <laughs> it's a creative name. <laughs> That's like literally where I learned how to skate and backward skate and shoot yeah. the duck and all that shit. That's awesome. Um, all right. I'm going to hit you with some. I'm going to hit you with some of the recurring questions I ask everybody. You ready? All right. All right. Can you think of the best show you ever played? Wow. Played? Yeah. Um, right now in my mind, the best show was the Mowgli's January 2020 in London. Wow. And we played this little club called Camden Assembly, I believe. And it was like a second floor over like a cool little bar restaurant. I love Camden. And, um, you know, the neighborhood's amazing. That market of theirs is like so good. Incredible. Yeah. It was a part of London I hadn't really like been to. So that part was really cool. And, um, and we, we did that tour, uh, with this really cool band called Limo. Mm-hmm. And um, you should check them out. Their music's really cool. And I, will. Limo. Um, I believe it's two I's, L-I-I-M-O. And those guys became friends like real fast. Uh, but this this one London show, you know, we did a whole UK run. We did something like 11 shows maybe mm-hmm. and or maybe 10 or something. But we they were all really special in their own way. But, you know, something about the London show, uh, Katie had some family there um Anthony was there and we met we met um so we played it was like a sold out show really small room one of those like special moments like we couldn't even get to the stage we were like excuse me excuse me I got my guitar and stuff and and it was so 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 fun and um 
you know, I just remember thinking like, we always wanted to come to the UK and, and we always had like all these great excuses why we couldn't do it. And, and finally, like in this moment where it seemed like we were down and out or something, we just made it happen. And it was, and it was just really incredible. It was like a, one of those like winning moments as an artist one of those like up, up moments of the roller coaster. (laughs) I love that. Um, Yeah. That's awesome. I feel and like everybody snuck in their favorite show just before everything shut down. Just too. before, yeah. <laughs> I felt very, very, very lucky to have, we all did, to have like toured the US in November, December, yeah. and then the UK in January. And then we even did like a week off in Europe where we just kind of hung out. Like everyone except for Matt, um, mm-hmm. we all stayed and we went to like Paris and Amsterdam and did a few days in each of those cities and then back to London for an extra few days or a couple. And, um, and so when we came home and like, we even did a college show and we got home from that and it was like late February. And then they're like, we're going to lock down things in March or whatever, you know? Yeah. So when that happened, we were just kind of like, Oh, I could use a break. <laughs> yeah. It's a good time to come home. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I was That's like, thankfully we just did. Yeah, I was like, thankfully, we just did everything yeah. over the last like four months, so like we can chill. And um, and I actually kind of enjoyed it in the beginning and yeah. diving into live streaming, and we were connecting with fans in all these new ways. And um, was that Twitch stuff working yeah. for you guys? Was that was that cool? Um, it was really fun. I I can't really say that it was working. Yeah, <laughs> in I, terms of numbers, you know, I felt like um, Twitch felt like Twitch was like maybe um. Cause it's really crazy, right? Like Twitch is maybe the opposite of like a TikTok attention span where people stay there for like hours and watch nothing, you know? Yes. And yes. so it's a really specific person. I feel like if you're not a Twitch type, they'll suss you out and be like, scram. I was scared right. of Twitch the whole time, to be honest. <laughs> right. I still am. I mean, luckily we had, we, we were connecting with people and they made us feel like, they made us feel like we were doing the right thing at least. Mm -hmm. And some of our fans were reaching out, just like trying to help us. They, some people turned us on to discord. And so we had this like crazy chat going with all our, all these band fan friends and everything. And, um, the, the one thing we created that little game show match the Mowgli's and, and that was really, really fun. And we were doing it on Twitch, but, one time we did it, I believe, on Facebook Live or or uh-huh. maybe it was YouTube or something, but uh-huh. one of those. And it was just like the numbers went from like 30 people saw this to it was like 3,000 something people saw this. Wow. And you're like, oh, got it. Yep. Twitch is kind of a niche little pocket, you know, that like yeah. wasn't ready for the Mowgli's game show. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think because it's like. I even hear the concept of the game show and it's like well-produced and it requires some like, like a pretty active level. I feel like Twitch is totally mm-hmm. fine with you just figuring it out in front of them, you know, yeah. like taking like hours and hours. And like, that's, I don't know. It's just, it's funny because all these platforms really have a culture to them. It's like pretty important it's to, true. Like, to like understand the vibe of each of them. And it's so weird. I, I keep complaining about this on this program, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's so weird that like in high school, I wrote songs and I thought, this is really fun. I like playing drums and guitar and singing. Yeah. Now I have to be an influencer or something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
exactly it's so weird it's such a weird like I, now i have to understand social media marketing like that's such a weird disconnect but it's part of any any job like that you know it's um, true and luckily for us we kind of came up like while you know while all of this was being created you know it's right. like i definitely had a band before myspace which yeah. is a long time ago yeah. and then i had a band during myspace mm-hmm. and i like we figured it out you know yeah. we like you just kind of figure it out as you go yeah totally. um myspace is a funny i guess example but <laughs> <laughs> no it's perfect yeah it's great you know what i'm saying yeah um can you think of a, a terrible show story Ooh, bad show um <clears throat> i think like maybe everyone would say the same thing but mm. we did one of those like Bowery Ballroom New York shows. Yeah. Um, our second album was released by Republic Records, and that was because like Island and Je- and Def Jam split, and that was our first label. Uh, and then, I mean, it was always Photo Finish. It's so complicated when you talk about record labels. It's like it's we so were on Photo Finish, but yeah. you know they had a deal with Universal, and so our first record was put out through Island Def Jam. Island and Def Jam split, and then we were shuffled over to Republic, and it, in a way, felt like we were put on someone's desk in a pile, yeah. and we were like in the middle, and they just never even looked at it, you know? Yeah, because um, that's literally but, yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. Because it's like the sub, the sub label thing is really confusing to me, mm-hmm. and like the fact that like there's all these sub labels of of every label. It's like we're on this, distributed by this, blah blah blah. But it's true because if you don't have a person like A&R or, you know, people who really want to help you, you know, you're, you're like a bet hedging band essentially. Yeah. It's terrible. It's true. It's, and another thing that I learned that I feel is worth noting is that, you know, it's like when, when you have like a song at radio, when things are going well and you're being booked at festivals, it's like Mm -hmm. people come out of the woodwork and they, they're so nice. Mm -hmm. And, and then like the second that, you know, we didn't have a song at radio anymore. I was like, I realized so many of those people are just like, they're in the business. They're not like yeah. artists like me. And and maybe that connection didn't mean to them what it meant to me or something. You know, it's like, uh, they disappear, they'll ghost you. That wiped me out. It's really sad. That's it's really sad. sad and I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, as long as we know that, yeah. maybe it won't hurt as bad. I think. Yeah. It's true. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that's one theory. <laughs> that's a good theory. So, oh yeah. So I didn't even tell the story yet. That's okay. So I was um, having fun on this track too. The bad show is like freaking, we, we play New York. Um, we're having a great tour and everything. Um, we got to New York and our, our publishing company was like, Hey, meet us at this restaurant for dinner and drinks before the show. And uh, so we went and had like a few drinks and, probably ate like a chip or two, you know, and then we went and played this show and it seemed like it was going well. Um, but there was just that moment where like we started a song and stopped. <laughs> and, like our dude Colin kind of like slightly had a meltdown and like, I didn't even realize how weird it actually was <laughs> until after the show, whenever we all talked and I was like, Oh man, we, that was bad. Okay. <laughs> and, and it turned out like we just 
we got too drunk before the show mm-hmm. and we played like a really bad show and uh republic records was there and then i can't say that this is why but like after that like republic records just kind of ghosted us and um if i was them i would have ghosted us too but right everyone on our team is kind of like no they, they that's not it they didn't like ghost you because you played a bad show and i'm just like okay <laughs> <laughs> but who knows you know whatever yeah it is what it is um yeah that's one that's one like pretty awkward show that like it was even more awkward because i i was one of the people that came off stage like we killed it (laughs) (laughs) speaks to a great we would do that Uh, i mean when we were um going out with you guys i always just remember uh because that was such a you know exciting early like you guys were the first ones to to take us out you know that far east and everything and so much appreciated but uh we would always we were so like bright-eyed bushy-tailed and excited about everything and we would like be in the car and i and i had a daily like what happened today right i like did like a notes thing where we would all talk about stuff and it would be hilarious because i'd get to the show and be like well that was one of the best ones right and colin's like no that sucked man (laughs) and like and and nobody ever agreed on what was a good show like maybe once like maybe like Colorado wow. Springs, but for the most part, we were always yeah. like it, like disconnected with who thought what show was great. It's funny, man. That's yeah, that is funny because everyone kind of has their own experience. Like yeah. I realized that so many times I'd come off and just be so bummed because I missed that one like epic guitar part that I'm supposed to just kill. That's like my <laughs> moment, you know, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And and Katie's like, "What are you talking about?" And even like Jackson front of house would be yeah. like no you killed that solo and i'm like no i didn't did, <laughs> like did you not hear it what the fuck's happening <laughs> and then you're just kind of like and then i would realize like i'm just tripping out yeah and i could send myself into a spiral or i could just like chill out and listen to my friends right now <laughs> yeah it's true man it's 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 true it's so much less important everybody there had fun you have to remind yourself that all the time <laughs> exactly you have to keep relearning that lesson um, hey, um, do you mind if I pee really fast? Yes, go for it. I've just go been it. sipping water. I'll be right no, back. Go, go, go. I won't bring my earbuds, so you won't hear it. <laughs> I went too, don't worry. Nice. <laughs> I love that. I've uh, just like I've got like a I'm sitting here, I've got my smoothie and I've got my water and I've got like a little coffee left. <laughs> I've just got all the beverages. All I'm the like beverages. Yeah, yeah, what else? I'm the same, man. <laughs> I always have like a water. And a sparkling one and a coffee. And, nice. Yeah. yeah. And and uh I want to stay hydrated, but uh-huh. it's like incorporating the pee in your day is a whole extra thing. It the like becomes thing. part of your day. <laughs> and then also as a singer, you, you gotta know. pick and choose when you do the sparkling. Cause that's like I, I would know. always drink sparkling water, but mm-hmm. you know, at rehearsal, I can't just be drinking my soda stream bottle. I'm like burping just half burping the lyrics, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so one other thing I wanted to tell you is that, uh, when we did that London show that I was speaking of, we, um, after the show, we met this lovely couple from Napa and they were just like huge Mowgli fans. They, um, they were probably in London for work or something and they, Uh and they saw that we were playing. So I assume that, I mean, maybe they went to London to see the Mowgli's, but like, (laughs) 
Strange, live, strange call when you were in California like, recently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so they, uh, we, we hung out after the show and they told us all about their, their Napa house and how they wanted to create this like music retreat for artists. And, um, they were, they, they're just like, they're really supportive of artists and they realized that like, sometimes we get the short end of the stick and, <laughs> yeah. and it's really cool to meet people like that who are, you know, willing and able to help. Yeah, and, um, so essentially I've got to connect you with them. Um, okay, please. basically they have this, this kind of artist retreat called camp Napa moose and they're, they have an Instagram, uh, you can find them over there and, uh, they have this great like guest house where they'll put up artists and kind of like, and, you know, don't quote me on any of this cause they're kind of getting it started because they yeah. basically secured the location and then the pandemic happened. So they, <laughs> they weren't even really able to, um, to really like get it going as much right. as they would have liked to have, you know, by this time. Yeah. Um, and so, so far I think they've just had a few artists out but they had, they had bleachers and, um, they were telling us all these great stories about bleachers being there. And, um, and the cool thing is like, they're really connected with the music scene around there and, Mm. um, and the people that run bottle rock. And so Mm. I think at this point they'll be able to like bring in artists surrounding bottle rock. They told us, they told us of one artist that was going to come. That's really exciting. And, um, and it's it's a cool little community to be involved in, and I can't wait to introduce you and and your music to them. I know they'll love your band. Oh, that's really nice, dude. That's amazing. That's really so, cool. Yeah. So we met them. I, they're like, we gotta have you out at our house. I was yeah. like, of course. You know, whenever yeah. I hear that, I'm like, definitely. But also, like, I realize that maybe it won't happen. I'm yeah, not like but, getting right. my hopes up or anything. But uh-huh. I but I I appreciate all of that. And so they reached out and we're kind of like, I'm sorry, our band broke up, but we have this new band. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, we're like, you know, our new band can come play. Um, they asked us to come and play a birthday party. And so our, we're like, we told them all about modern original and about like Katie's new music and everything. And Katie wasn't quite at a place to like play a show, yeah. but Andy and I were a little closer. And so yeah. we, we got our producer Alex on the bass and we created this like acoustic kind of like half rock and roll acoustic set or something. We've had to do that um, a handful of times. I yeah. Yeah. And that's about. fun. It's, it's yeah. like, it's fun to sort of create like a different version of your own songs, you know? Yeah. And, um, and they asked for 90 minutes, which we couldn't do. So, but we were like, can we just play a bunch of covers? And they're like, we just want to hear live music and we yeah. love you guys. And I couldn't believe that they, they kept saying, yes, we kept saying like, we want to do it, but like, (laughs) you know, we can't. And they'd be like, it's cool. You can still do it. (laughs) And, um, and so we made it happen. We got, we got Alex on bass and played it as a three piece. Um, Alex is the producer and if I didn't mention that. And, um, and so we played our first show just last weekend Wow. up in Napa and, um, and some of those covers I think will stick with me forever. Mm. They were mostly 90s songs and a couple Beatles songs. Sick. Uh, and Don't Worry, Be Happy, you know, like obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I sing that to the babies all the time. So it's all good. Great. <laughs> I hear you. Perfect. I know all the verses now. <laughs> it's pretty much 
there's a Here's lot. A little song, like, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like oh, yeah, mostly there's that. A ton, isn't there? <laughs> there's like a verse about the rent. You can't pay rent, and like yeah. the landlord's gonna sue you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you might have to litigate. <laughs> yeah, it's you so might have to litigate. Um, <laughs> and I'm singing that, and I'm like, but don't worry. I don't understand how you're not supposed to not worry about that. It's like <laughs> your landlord is like kicking you out, dude. You should definitely worry about that. Like you should, a little yeah. stress goes a long way, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a fun song, actually. I always wanted it to cover is. that in the Mowgli's, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so it like, it feels, it feels like modern original already you know, how to win. We already mm-hmm. had this one epic win where we played Napa uh, to this group of like about 20 people. Yeah. And they were really from all over. Like there was some people from Texas and people from Ohio. And how was the um, retreat vibe? The retreat vibe is great. It's, it's essentially like a, like a three bedroom guest house with a garage that's been converted into a studio space. So- and so it's, it's a place where, they can in their main house have have shows in their backyard in this great backyard mm-hmm. setting. The porch is kind of a stage, and um, they have this great sound guy. Like they have everything really just built in there, and um, wow. it's it's really cool. Um, maybe we'll go there together or something. That'd, that'd be, be really sick. That'd be awesome, man. I'd love. But that. we're so cool. we're hoping to go back and to like just create. They, yeah. That's part of it. They're like we want artists to come here and make music here. write songs and record them and you know and all they're looking for is like a little credit like yeah made it we made this at camp napa moose and that's super easy it's amazing like yeah. that's the least i can do <laughs> i know yeah you think i wouldn't <laughs> post about this you think i wouldn't yeah. tell the world about this <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah let me know if you need to split a 90 minute set in the future just so you don't have to do this yeah for real dude well i've got enough blink 182 covers under my belt at this point that i think i could just do 90 yeah of those just blink (laughs) but you know it's like they're really honestly there was like a moment where we were thinking about covers and we're like we we tried a couple we tried um we tried peaches by justin bieber that's amazing and and it's like what a cool song you know but at the end of the day it's like not a lot is going on in that Mm -hmm. song and i'm not justin bieber so like we have no right to be doing that (laughs) Dude, do you know so me out? we oh, scratched sorry. that one. You know <laughs> no, go ahead. Out, man? Uh, this Olivia Rodrigo girl's songs are amazing, man. Yeah, so sick. I'm so glad you brought that up because I just watched the SNL that yeah. she was on yesterday, and I think the producer's name is Dan. Do you know anything about him? I was gonna bring him up because I all right, was bring him up. Let's talk. Okay, so I loved as Tall's Lions in high school. I was obsessed with them. Yes, I, I played bass on stage with them at the Troubadour one time because I oh, convinced so them to sick. let me up, and then they didn't tell me that the bass was two and a half a step down. So I had to be like, "Get me out of here." Uh, ah! <laughs> but I w- I loved that band, and um, and I was going through in my head of like, who do I kind of know that I've met? Because I'm like Facebook friends with him to be like yeah. on this show. And so then I go to Instagram to look him up and he's the guy making her record. And, and I was just like, never mind. What? Yeah. Like, this will never work. <laughs> yeah. And so I just put it out of mind. And then, and because of that, I was like, <laughs> and you know, and then all the TikTok stuff and, and people bringing her up and I was like, well, I got to hear this high school musical girl. And then, and, 
and that driver's license song is fucking stellar. And I'd never heard more than the 10 seconds. So good. And so is Deja. Oh man. And then we literally, me and my roommates listened to the whole record last night. And that's uh, so cool. I haven't, I I've literally, I heard the two that she performed on SNL. Yeah. And I thought they were both so sick. Yeah. And it's like, it makes a lot of sense that he's like working on that music with her. I, I love the, I, I loved the performance actually. Yeah. Um, I loved the, like the angst, the, like the anger in her face <laughs> when she got to that line about you yeah. said forever, you know, and she's yeah, just yeah. like, motherfucker, like I know. <laughs> just beaming those eyes. Like that was really, really impressive to me. She's an actor. And I wanted to talk about this she's today. That's crazy. That's amazing. I'm so glad you brought it up. <laughs> okay. Hold on. This is happening to me. I think this year, like when, as I've aged, a little bit. I could give a shit about cool music anymore. I really think pop music is really amazing, especially right now. And I'm just nice. down for catchy now. And I'm, I don't know. There's definitely a moment in time where you're like a young guy just trying to be like, look at how sick this math rock is. And I'm just over it. Yes. I'm just absolutely catchy stuff. Dude, I've been, I've been in that wagon for like 10 years or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I also, um, I also don't always love pop music. Uh, there's something about I'm generalizing. Her. Yeah, absolutely. There's mm-hmm. something about this girl and her songs and all of it that just like yeah, it's real. Yeah, it feels real at least. So Maybe I it's felt, fake. I don't I know. Felt, I felt about <laughs> half the record was real. This is just okay. just to judge. I nice. Felt like, no, a little bit more than half felt real, and there was a couple of songs I didn't buy. There's a couple of songs I didn't buy where I was like, this is a little, you know, de- derivative, derivative of the Ed Sheeran song, right? Ah. Whatever, right? So I like heard the DNA of other songs, but don't come after me, Olivia. Like you're going to fucking hear this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I send it to her right away. I know. No. <laughs> <laughs> like I have her phone number or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. Um, anyway. But I, you know, also, what are we, a demographic of like, mid-20s boys in a house and she convinced all of us to listen to her record and the production's super sick so i'm i'm a fan i'm in yeah that's so cool (laughs) i so i met um the producer's name is dan right yeah i met dan in oklahoma city when as tall as lions came through Mm -hmm. and um man i was just googling that one song of theirs i'm gonna look and see like what the last thing I Googled was because it, it was this As Tall as Lions song that was so good. Was it Ghost of uh, York? No. Nah. Wow, I looked up blinds. I looked up a lot of weird stuff, guys. <laughs> I'm going to just quit while I'm ahead. Um, but yeah, so As Tall as Lions came to Oklahoma City and they played such a rad show at this club that I grew up in called The Green yeah. Door. Yeah. And I don't think that my band opened. I think I was just kind of chilling that night, but uh-huh. we were, I was like outside of the venue with my friend who did play with him and, and Dan, and we were just all chatting. We were just like the three singers of bands, you know, just yeah, kicking yeah, yeah. it like emo bands. And, Classic. um, and me and my friend Chase, we were talking to this guy, Dan, about how boys wear girl jeans, like in the <laughs> early two thousands or something, you know? Yeah. And he was just like, what? And I was like, <laughs> wait, you don't do that? I was like, you guys don't wear girl jeans? I thought like the only like little jeans, little emo jeans were like actual like women's, women's jeans. jeans. Like, cause 
they didn't make men's jeans that like fit like that at this time. Probably in Oklahoma, probably, I would guess. Exactly right. Yeah. Like we didn't even have like urban outfitters and stuff. We had right. like Dillard's and like malls. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we had like we did have Hot Topic, which is tight. Yeah. <laughs> so like this is my first conversation with the guy is all about how like guys are wearing girl jeans, and he and was just totally like not Whoa. getting it. <laughs> he didn't. He he wasn't on board, and I was like, okay, well maybe we should reassess this, like. <laughs> And then like fast forward to many years later, um, I, uh, was, I was whistling with junior junior on the Conan show. Um, they had a, a dope whistle track, um, I that, song. that I, it's like, I don't remember anything, dude. I, I remember there's whistles. I can't remember the name of the song, but it was like a really good song. Many, many sinks for this song. I hear it all the time. And, um, and they, they did that track with this guy, Dan. And so when we were doing Conan, I met Dan again and I was like, Oh my God, you're this guy. And like, I talked to you about girl jeans. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my Dan story. That's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. Now his song is number one on billboard. And now, yeah, exactly. And, he's and the like one wearing girl jeans on SNL. <laughs> and he, and he played bass on the second track yep. and he's kind of just standing there right behind her. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's the guy that's and he's guy. just got this giant grin and he's like so happy he's like i'm he, fucking playing snl he got memed out this week <laughs> oh good 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 i was wondering if that was gonna happen because like because he's smiling so he hard. was like smiling huge and yeah. it's like in this track before the bass player was a little more tucked like back <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they he was like no i kind of need a moment you guys <laughs> which i appreciate i would have done yeah. the same thing i think so too <laughs> and the grin it's like you can't help that that's a yeah. genuine grin <laughs> i'm so i'm so happy we talked about this particular project for, too, man. for as long as we did that's good damn oh man all right are you ready i'm gonna hit you with the so what's a big lesson you've learned about any of these topics okay so what's a big lesson you learned about collaborating Ooh, um a huge lesson i've learned about collaborating is that it's a collaboration you don't you don't need to stifle someone you know mm-hmm. that's the biggest lesson especially when it comes to working with women especially a, a female artist who's like you're writing with her for her artist project yeah like don't don't like let them speak you know yeah, just yeah, shut yeah. up and listen i've you know i've i've witnessed this just with katie so many times where she's I'm in sure. a session and people are like oh no you don't want to say that Oh, you shouldn't say that. And she's like, I'm the one that's going to be singing this song for the next 10 years of my life. Like, don't tell me what I should or shouldn't say. Yeah. That's a huge lesson for all you male songwriters out there working with women. Let them say what they want to say. Like, maybe we can find ways to help them say it like better or in a different way. I don't know. You know, it's like, Uh that's, that's what we're here for. Totally. Um, When it comes to that. So rant over. <laughs> no, good rant. I like that one. It's I haven't gotten that answer yet, so it's good. Nice, nice. Uh, what about a big lesson in touring? Um, touring is a world where you have to surrender almost everything that you've ever known about personal space and sharing yeah. and um, what it is to be a part of a team. 
Yeah. It's all very important. If there's like one broken cylinder in the engine, it all runs weird, you know? Yeah. And when everyone is like genuinely in this together, then it really, really works. And, um, there's many things that cause those, those like broken parts, like drugs and alcohol is definitely one of them. Ego is one of them. Yeah. Uh, it's important to, to be honest and be real and be close with your touring family and be vulnerable with them. And, you know, and that's it. It's like, they're, they're genuine. Like they're, they're a family. It's like a marriage with a bunch of different people and, totally. and you got to make it work. And, um, yeah. So just opening your mind up and your heart and all that sharing your space, sharing things is a big deal. Yeah. It's um, a big lesson I've learned. Honestly. No, it's true. It's true. It's, uh, it's terrible, man. It's, you got to give, it's, it's such a weird dynamic, you know, you're like, let's just put our house in a row on the road, cut everybody's mm-hmm. room into. It's like, you know how you live in like a one bedroom apartment? Yeah. Well, we're going to put you and all your friends in the closet for the next two months. <laughs> and then you gotta and you're going to be out of money. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be smelly. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah. Never mind. That's good. That's good. I'm dropping it. <laughs> I got tired again. Um, <laughs> what about a big lesson in songwriting? Hmm. Um, one of the biggest lessons I think I've learned is to be yourself and follow your heart and speak from the heart. Um, for me, it's like every time I've just tried really hard to make something that's something else, <laughs> like, yeah copying a song or a style or what's on the radio right now let's do that it just like doesn't it works for some people it doesn't work for me personally uh whenever i whenever i like you know just literally write straight from the heart onto paper i'm just like not second guessing little lines here and there and all that it just works better yeah totally um do you have any big lessons you've learned from uh another musician or, uh, or somebody you toured with, or just like anything that's stuck with you that somebody else has said to you? Mm. Um, yeah, you know, in my dog walking days, like oh, yeah. this is like before the Mowgli's uh-huh. uh, and before Pan America, really. Um, I, I had this, this growing list of songs that I was writing on these like midday downtime dog days, you know? And I was at the time I was like watching um, Patrick Stump's dog from Fallout Boy, and we became like sort of friends, I guess, over that over this brief period of time where I was watching his dog. And one time I went to him and I was like, "I have this this idea. I want to start a band, but I kind of want to just like not deal with other people. <laughs> and I want to like make the record on my own and then build the band." And he was just like strongly opposed that he was like no he's like you should find your people build an aesthetic and then make the record wow and and so i was like huh that's that's in that's literally the opposite of what i said (laughs) (laughs) so um but i did that i did that i just chilled out i didn't like rush into anything i found some really great people yeah and we built this like cool aesthetic and and we then created an EP that we were all super proud of. And then I went to him and I was like, 
I did it your way and this is what I got. And he was stoked and he was just like, you know, and then we kind of had a moment when the Mowgli's signed with photo finish and we were at like a, like a gifting suite type party mm-hmm. and fallout boy was there and I saw them and, and they were just, and Patrick's like, we're label mates now. <laughs> they were, cause they were on Island as well. Yeah. And that was such a, that was just like such a crazy moment, you know? That's incredible. Um, listening to someone's advice and then having it like actually work. I was just like, huh, me. Yeah. <laughs> you were right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's one thing. That's amazing. Um, okay. This is my last question. Do you have any recommendations for anything, anything that's been blowing your mind? It could be music or TV show or a book or a podcast or mm. whatever. Let me think just a sec. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> well, I think musically speaking, um, that glass animals record mm-hmm. in 2020, like fucking saved my life. Oh. You know, it's one of those records that like, you know, it just kept me going. It inspired yeah. me to make music. I can't say that our music sounds like it, but it was a huge driving force of inspiration. That's awesome. Um, so that's, that's a really, that was kind of my like favorite 2020 music for the most part. Uh-huh. that and like do a Lipa, obviously yeah of course. Um, <laughs> uh i'm trying to think though um something that's been blowing my mind i mean i i try to like i try to just keep a balanced life you know i try not to just like i I've, i meet so many songwriters who are like i've written a song a day for the last 230 days and i'm just like whoa <laughs> what's that like that's crazy because like i would quit music at some point you know i think i would i would like <laughs> that wouldn't work for me. that much um, no way so for me it's kind of like i i i really try to like balance my life and yeah. and you know like i was saying before like doing graphic design is just one of those things where i can escape from music and um and i think just like looking back at everything and everything I've learned from like going to therapy and from being in a band, I'm just kind of like that, that. Not that this is mind blowing, but that's actually like maybe the I've cracked the code, at least for myself, you know, yeah. like I can't just dive into one thing, any job I've ever had where it's just like one thing over and over. I'm like, kill me, dude. Yeah, like totally. get me out of here after a couple of <laughs> weeks. I just like, don't go, you know? <laughs> Um, and, um, you know, I haven't had like a, a actual job in so long, thankfully. Um, but I, one thing about, you know, touring in the Mowgli's that's, that's like how it was that that's, that was our life. It was something different every day. And, and, um, and I think that's like a really important for thing for people to do is like, just find that balance in their life. And like, you know, that's it. Um, I do watch like a ton of TV. Me too. At night. I'm highly addicted. It's definitely kind of my um, escape from, it's it's a good escape from the world and from whatever's bringing you down in the moment and all that. Um, my, my 2020 like TV thing kind of shifted into watching a lot of like survival shows about people in Alaska and stuff. Wow. And I've realized that I think I have this, like, there's definitely a, 
a little me inside there somewhere that like wants to live like out in the woods yeah and um and like go camping and forage for food and all that but i also think i would just die immediately (laughs) so like so my balance to that is just like watching it on tv at night (laughs) yeah of course right (laughs) it's pretty great it's pretty great i can't really um to be honest, like I can't really think of much that's like blowing my mind. Uh, that's okay. But you know, it's like a lot of the current events since the election. There's been a lot that kind of blows my mind in the news, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's just like general crap that yeah. should be blowing our minds. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's okay. On the positive end, I'll just take the glass animals. yeah 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 we'll do that glass animals record it's so great and i got a ticket to see them in september at the um at the they're playing at the cemetery the like one on santa monica hollywood forever yeah so sick that's actually so i'm gonna get to see them with some friends and that'll be really exciting yeah yeah it's a good Um, band i guess one thing did you listen to the song exploder of heat waves yes how it's like a the it's, EP of remixes or whatever, or oh, is that no, what you're no, talking no. about? No, there's a podcast where he breaks down the writing of the song Heat Waves. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll have to send it to you because he has a really insane story about the first person who heard the song. Like, like somebody walked into his session when he was like on his first day of writing it. And I don't even want to spoil it, but okay. it's insane. I mean, I could tell it, but I feel like that's like yeah, plagiarism of, of, of podcasting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know how that I don't know how those rules yeah. work. Fuck it, I'll tell you. Is Johnny Depp just like what, stumbled into his session? And the, wow! Yeah, and he's like, "What's it, what's going on?" And he like turns around. The guy goes, "It's John." And then he turns around to Johnny Depp, and I guess Johnny Depp was just like in the studios, like wandering the halls, and then like walked wow. in, and like heard heat waves, like, and then like what is came, this song? And somebody <laughs> came stumbling in and was like, "Sorry, John got lost." <laughs> wow, dude, that's I love those kind of stories. That's the best. It's an awful lot like John C. Riley on roller skates. <laughs> <laughs> Similar, yeah. It's almost. Oh, man. oh, I love that. Dude, that's Dude. all my questions. We did it. Awesome. I'm Thanks so glad. I'm so glad to have chatted. Me too, I, man. I'm like, I could just go on forever. I actually have to meet up with Andy in like 20 minutes. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Tell him I say hi. Tell Katie I say hi. Okay, oh, I will, dude. Yeah. Thank you so much. Of course. Yeah. All right. Good Peace, dude. Bye.